David, I feel like you're really getting the hang of these sorting hat chats after that first one. Yeah, I'm pretty much the goat of these kinds of things. Uh, Absolutely. Welcome back to the show of requirement, Harry Potter podcast. Yeah. This is our little mini episode series called the Sorting Hat Chats. Every episode of these we do, we're sorting characters from the Harry Potter universe that are not in Hogwarts houses. The the big part of this is it's all a surprise to David. David doesn't know what we're getting into. I have the master list. Yeah, I hate master lists now because of you. So thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. You're absolutely yep. welcome. So this one, well, first I'm going to do the quote. Now, David, do you know how many songs, do you remember how many songs there were from the Sorting Hat in the Harry Potter five? universe? No, five? It's only three. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Because Harry conveniently misses it every single time. That, yeah, that's a, that's a good so, point. In the first one, so which ones it, does he not miss? He sees Goblet of Fire and Order of the Phoenix. So he misses the Chamber of Secrets one because he was in the flying car. Right. He misses Prisoner of Azkaban because in the book, the Dementor made him pass out for a lot longer. Yeah. Uh, that's why the weird Toad song is in the movie because they didn't have a sorting hat song to use, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It was there. It was fine. I had fun with it. Yeah. We all had fun with it. And then Goblet of Fire, he sings. Order of Phoenix, he sings. And then Half-Blood Prince is when Draco breaks his nose and petrifies him mm-hmm. in the, on the train. And then Deathly Hollows, he wasn't there. So, Yeah. Anyway, the Sorting Hat chat does speak in the Chamber of Secrets, though. Do you remember when Harry talked to it? Yeah, when he says, I'm wondering if you put me... Yes. So that was going to in the right that. house. I was going to read that real quick. So this is in chapter 12. Apologies, potion chamber of secrets, AKA my <laughs> least favorite Harry Potter book. Not nah, here or there. Harry's in Dumbledore's office for the first time. So there's a lot of rich description of that super cool stuff. And he sees the sorting hat and he realizes like, Oh, no one's around. So he walks over and kind of puts it over his head. And I'm going to have to do a really bad sorting hat impression, but that's fine. <laughs> Harry stared at the black inside of the hat, waiting. Then a small voice said in his ear, Be in your bonnet, Harry Potter. <laughs> Be in your bonnet, Potter. Er, yes, Harry muttered. Er, sorry to bother you. I wanted to ask. You've been wondering whether I put you in the right house, said the hat smartly. Yes. You were particularly difficult to place. But I stand by what I said before. Harry's heart leapt. You would have done well in Slytherin. Harry's mm-hmm. stomach plummeted. He grabbed the point of the hat and pulled it off. It hung limply in his hand, grubby and faded. <laughs> Harry pushed it back onto its shelf, feeling sick. You're wrong, he said aloud to the still and silent hat. It didn't move. Gotta love the sorting hat, man. No, you do, do. You think, do you think that it wanted to sort him into Slytherin because of Harry's qualities? Or because of the Horcruits inside him? You know, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know if there's a right answer to this. I'll just tell you what I think personally. I think it had to do with his own characteristics. Like, because so he was, 
because he was so eager to pr- pr- to prove himself you know that the fact that he and it wasn't just to everybody else i think he wanted to prove it to himself that he was that there was something special about him and he always knew that there was but he just didn't want to be a failure and so he was eager he was hungry to learn and to excel and to do well which i think slytherin um people who are placed into slytherin have that same aspirations and shout out to good slytherins there's not they're not all evil they're not many but there's not many good ones at this point in harry potter timeline maybe there are some good ones i feel like maybe hope legacy yeah that's what i was gonna say too more good slytherins yes well, better yet, you can just go in Slytherin. Yeah. I think you get to choose your house. That's going to be nuts. That's yeah, going to be nuts. That's gonna I'm be so crazy. excited. So this one, we're going to do one character at a time because these two characters are significant enough to try and sort them, but they have literally mm-hmm. nothing to do with each other. Okay. Like absolutely nothing. Do you want to just take a wild stab in the dark? They can be from any franchise in Harry Potter universe. That should give you. A oh. Oh. Um. Shoot. I don't know. We're sorting Jacob Kowalski. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think of that. I was trying to think of Grop. <laughs> So I thought we were sorting. I can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, Jacob Kowalski is the muggle yes. character in the Fantastic Beasts. I thought about the other wizards and witches in Fantastic Beasts, like the American ones. But I was right. like, that doesn't really feel right because they're in Ilvermorny houses. Yes. So I was like, that doesn't yeah. really feel worthwhile to this conversation. Can I, can I just say... it? This is way ahead of our like Fantastic Beast like reviews. No, it's fine. But it's coming soon. Jacob is probably my favorite, probably my favorite character in Fantastic Beast, and is probably one of the top characters overall for me in the entire Wizarding World. I just love him so much. He's so good. He's also he's like so the, good. He's one of the best actors from the Fantastic Beast. Like yes, he yeah. talks to fans all the time because he loves it. Mm-hmm. And I love you're that. not going to get to talk to Johnny Depp or whatever it was, you know, right? Or Jude Law. You're not going to get those conversations. But Jacob, like the guy that plays Jacob's, like, what do you want to know, <laughs> D- David? Honestly, since I still need to rewatch them, I'm kind of waiting for us to rewatch them together. I feel like you're much more qualified to try and sort Jacob than than me. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, I think this one's a little bit harder. I I really do. Um. And I kind of feel bad that we haven't really talked about Ravenclaw too much. Um, but honestly, to me, it's between Hufflepuff or Gryffindor. And I think he would be a good Hufflepuff. Uh, and the to reason why honest, I say it's that... Just, Ravenclaw is a hard one to sort anyone into. If right, they're not a Ravenclaw, right. they're not. Like, I almost... I, mm. I, it surprises me that it's even at every class. Like the sorting hat yeah. puts an even number of students in each house. Maybe that's why yeah. Lockhart was in Ravenclaw. 
Well, and I don't know. This might be wrong of me to say, so forgive me if I offend any Ravenclaw, but I feel like Ravenclaw, it's a a specific kind of requirements to get into the house. Like, I feel like it's one of the tougher ones to to get into because there's just so much more demanded of you. Um, Just, I think... That seems I think as a chill, whole, though. yeah, and but I just, I just, that's what I think of Ravenclaw. I just think it's, it's really prestigious to to be in Ravenclaw. That that if you are a Ravenclaw, that should be something you you wear with pride a hundred percent. Because I feel like that's not that it's an exclusive club, but I I just feel like it's tough. Yeah, and but, I don't think I wouldn't put Jacob in Ravenclaw. Right. And so I go back and forth between Hufflepuff and Gryffindor because I'm not saying that he's not brave, but I think it's, again, one of those things to where his loyalty is just infectious because he's not only loyal to Newt, but he's also loyal to Queenie, even after the fact that she just kind of took off and ran away because he was he was sacrificing his happiness for her freedom because the because the deal was is that if they got married and the wizarding world found out she could go to prison for that because at that point it was outlawed and he said that i'm not willing to do that to you i don't want you to risk your future for me when we could just be like this and it's okay and then even after she because again queenie's one of those characters who she's frustrating at times for me because she can read thoughts and so he couldn't ever lie to her but even with that ability and she storms off and takes off he's still desperately throughout that movie trying to find her and once he finds her he still is just like he loves her so much and i don't know if that's specifically just a love thing but again just a sign of the fact that he's so loyal to those that he loves. And that's a good quality. He is super brave, especially in the second one compared to the first one. Mm. It's just it's just one of those things. Yeah, I I think I just think of him and Newt as like Hufflepuff bros. That is a you know what? Yeah, that's especially it. through You're the right. first one. hundred percent. hundred percent. I think that's Newt doesn't really have any friends. And Jacob's yes. just a peculiar guy as well. Yes. And they, they vibe so well that I I can't pull them apart either mm-hmm. in this that's weird a, scenario that we're creating. Where Jacob yeah, that's a really good place. point. Yeah. So, yeah, Hufflepuff. Clearly. But he's like a – he's got qualities of other houses. We can say that. Absolutely. Like he's yep. got the wisdom of Ravenclaw with the situation with Queenie. Yeah. He's got the braveness to confront her about uh, lots of things. Yes. Whether she can read his thoughts or not. So mm-hmm. just a lot of shout outs overall. <laughs> David, you're not going to be happy with me about this one. I don't know. It's, it's, it's Mace Windu. It's not. It's okay, not Harry good. Potter. Okay. Not yet. Nick Fury. <laughs> not yet in Harry Potter. <laughs> Gosh, no. I'll give you a hint. This character's from the Prisoner of Azkaban. It is not human. Buckbeat. 
Buck Peak. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's time to sort Buck Peak. Mm. Where's he going? Let's do it. Ravenclaw. Really? Just yes. Why? I just because okay. So the whole the whole deal with Buckbeat and how to even encounter like he like even to encounter him in like in a positive way. He's very he's very prideful, but he's also very pre- prestigious. And is Ravenclaw very the elegant. honor? Like the the honor house. I think is so. Is that Ravenclaw yeah. or is it I Gryffindor? I think so. No, it's definitely. Or is it Slytherin? There's a no. lot of pride and honor, and but also there, yeah. okay, yes. But there's the, I think there's a difference between pride yeah. and honor, and I think Gryffindor and Slytherin are more prideful than honor bound, as I think Ravenclaw and even Hufflepuff would even be. So, but so I think what we see in the Prisoner of Azkaban is Buckbeat is an animal and a creature that wants that you need to earn his respect and you need to earn his trust. And he is not going to mess around with you. He's going to look at what you do and your actions and see, can I trust you? Can I be around you? And we see the difference with Harry. He could be because Harry went through that. And with Malfoy, absolutely not. And he was able to distinguish that very quickly. And so I think, yeah, Buck, Buckbeat's definitely a Ravenclaw. Absolutely. I, I love Buckbeak. I think it's just there's a certain dig, it's dignity. There's so much yes. dignity to everything mm-hmm. about a hippogriff in general, but Buckbeat specifically because right. he's the only one we really know. Yeah, and I think how unless he you stays play, with, unless you play Harry, Harry uh, Hogwarts mystery. Oh, great! The mobile game. <laughs> great. Then you can then you can raise a, a hippogriff. Why did Harry, Why did Harry Potter have to go the same route as like Marvel with Marvel Capcom or whatever it is? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I I think there's a certain and why he he stays with serious so i would say he is loyal but it's definitely Mm -hmm. it's definitely he is a lot of intelligence up there and i will say also the book buckbeak isn't as silly as the movie (laughs) well i love (laughs) yeah why i love the movie but i love buckbeak yeah in the movie i i only had two for this one but i did think of a character that i hadn't thought of before that is definitely 100 percent in my eyes a ravenclaw and that's forens yeah yeah the centaur yeah he gets very little time does he get time in the movies he's in the sorcerer's stone for like five minutes and i think it's order the phoenix Mm -hmm. that he teaches yeah that sounds about yeah that sounds about right predicting the future whatever that one is divination thank you but he's a very cool character. Yeah. And he's also brave. For sure. He's very brave. Mm-hmm. Which I think it shows that Ravenclaws are not afraid of a fight. Because he just leaves his kind. Mm-hmm. That's a huge betrayal to all of his huge. centaur kind. Big. In fact, I, I can't remember. He might be dead because of that. I don't know. 
anyway, that, that kind of wraps up our third episode, our second episode. What am I saying? That kind of wraps up our second episode of the Sorting Hat Chats. We'll see you next time. Until then, mischief managed.